28, the reader may find a solution quite easy in a little over 200 moves, but, surprising as it may at first appear, not more than 62 moves are required, here is the play, by, 4C up, I mean a transfer of the 4 of clubs with all the cards that rest on it, 1D on space, 2S on space, 3D on space, 2S on 3D, 1H on 2S, 2C on space, 1D on 2C, 4S on space, 3H on 4S, 9 moves so far, 2S upon 3H, 3 moves, 5H and 5D exchanged, and 4C on 5D, 6 moves, 3D on 4C, 1, 6S with 5H on space, 3, 4C upon 5H, 3, 2C upon 3D, 3, 7D on space, 1, 6C upon 7D, 3, 8S on space, 1, 7H on 8S1, 8C on 91, 7H on 8C1, 8S on 9H1, 7H on 8S1, 7D upon 8C5, 4C upon 5D9, 6S upon 7H3, 4S upon 5H762 moves in all. This is my record, perhaps the reader can beat it. 386. A trick with dice. All you have to do is to deduct 250 from the result given and the three figures in the answer will be the three points thrown with the dice. Thus, in the throw we gave, the number given would be 386, and when we deduct 250 we get 136, from which we know that the throws were 1, 3, and 6. The process nearly consists in giving 108 and BC 250, where A, B, and C represent the three throws. The result is obvious. 387. The Village Cricket Match. Illustration. Mr. Dumpkins 1 Mr. Potter Mr. Luffy 2 Mr. Struggles The diagram number 1 will show that as neither Mr. Potter nor Mr. Dumpkins can ever have been within the crease opposite to that from which he started, Mr. Dumpkins would score nothing by his performance. Diagram number 2 will, however, make it clear that since Mr. Luffy and Mr. Struggles have, notwithstanding their energetic but careless movements, contrived to change places, the maneuver must increase Mr. Struggles' total by one run. 388. Slow cricket. The captain must have been, not out, and scored 21. Thus, two men each LBW 19, four men each caught 17, one man run out 0, three men each bold 9, one man captain not out 21, 11, 66. The captain thus scored exactly 15 more than the average of the team. The others, who were bold could only refer to three men, as the 11th man would be, not out. The reader can discover for himself why the captain must have been that 11th man. It would not necessarily follow with any figures. 389. The football players. The smallest possible number of men is 7. They could be accounted for in three different ways. 1. 2 with both arms sound. 1 with broken right arm. And 4 with both arms broken. 2. 1 with both arms sound. 1 with broken left arm. 2 with broken right arm. And 3 with both arms broken. 3, 2 with left arm broken, 3 with right arm broken, and 2 with both arms broken, but if every man was injured, the last case is the only one that would apply, 390, the horse race puzzle, the answer is, L12 on acorn, L15 on blue ball, L20 on capsule, 391, the motor car race, the first point is to appreciate the fact that, in a race round a circular track, There are the same number of cars behind one as there are before. All the others are both behind and before. There were 13 cars in the race, including Gogglesmith's car. Then one-third of 12 added to three-quarters of 12 will give us 13 the correct answer. 392. The Pebble Game. 
In the case of 15 pebbles, the first player wins if he first takes two. Then when he holds an odd number and leaves one, eight, or nine he wins. And when he holds an even number and leaves four, five, or twelve he also wins. He can always do one or other of these things until the end of the game, and so defeat his opponent. In the case of 13 pedals the first player must lose if his opponent plays correctly. In fact, the only numbers with which the first player ought to lose are 5 and multiples of 8 added to 5, such as 13, 21, 29, etc. 393. The two rooks. The second player can always win, but to ensure his doing so he must always place his rook at the start and on every subsequent move, on the same diagonal as his opponent's rook. He can then force his opponent into a corner and win, supposing the diagram to represent the positions of the rooks at the start. Then, if black played first, white might have placed his rook at and one next move. Any square on that diagonal from a to h will win, but the best play is always to restrict the moves of the opposing rook as much as possible. If white played first, then black should have placed his rook at f would not be so good, as it gives white more scope. Then if white goes to c black moves to d, white to e black to f, white to g black to c, white to h black to i, and black must win next move. If at any time black had failed to move onto the same diagonal as white, then white could take black's diagonal and win. R, black rook r, white rook r b d f r c e i g h the two rooks. 394. Puss in the corner. No matter whether he plays first or second. The player A who starts the game at 55, must win, assuming that he adopts the very best lines of play in order to prolong as much as possible his existence. A if he has first move, can always on his 12th move capture B, and if he has the second move, A can always on his 14th move make the capture. His point is always to get diagonally in line with his opponent, and by going to 33, if he has first move, he prevents B getting diagonally in line with himself. Here are two good games. The number in front of the hyphen is always as move, that after the hyphen is B's, 33 32-15, 31-22, 31-22, 31-21, 29-14, 27-15-6, 14-2, 7-3, 6-4, 11-and a must capture on his next 12th move, 13-54-20, 53-27, 50 to 34, 51 41, 50 34, 40 to 27, 35 20, 28 14, 21 6, 14 2, 7 3, 6 4, 11, and a must capture on his next 14th move, 395, a war puzzle game, the Britisher can always catch the enemy, no matter how clever and elusive that astute individual may be, but curious though it may seem. The British general can only do so after he has paid a somewhat mysterious visit to the particular town marked 1 in the map, going in by 3 and leaving by 2, or entering by 2 and leaving by 3. The three towns that are shaded and have no numbers do not really come into the question, as some may suppose, for the simple reason that the Britisher never needs to enter any one of them, while the enemy cannot be forced to go into them, and would be clearly ill-advised to do so voluntarily. We may therefore leave these out of consideration altogether. No matter what the enemy may do, the Britisher should make the following first nine moves. He should visit towns 24, 20, 19, 15, 11, 7, 3, 1, 2. If the enemy takes it into his head also to go to town 1, 
it will be found that he will have to beat a precipitate retreat the same way that he went in or the Britisher will infallibly catch him in towns two or three, as the case may be. So the enemy will be wise to avoid that northwest corner of the map altogether. Now, when the British general has made the nine moves that I have given, the enemy will be, after his own ninth move, in one of the towns marked 5, 8, 11, 13, 14, 16, 19, 21, 24, or 27. Of course, if he imprudently goes to 3 or 6 at this point he will be caught at once, wherever he may happen to be. The Britisher goes for him, and has no longer any difficulty in catching him in eight more moves at most seventeen and all in one of the following ways. The Britisher will get to eight when the enemy is at five, and win next move, or he will get to nineteen when the enemy is at twenty-two, and win next move, or he will get to twenty-four when the enemy is at twenty-seven, and so win next move. It will be found that he can be forced into one or other of these fatal positions. In short, the strategy really amounts to this, the Britisher plays the first nine moves that I have given, and although the enemy does his very best to escape, our general goes after his antagonist and always driving him away from that northwest corner ultimately closes in with him, and wins, as I have said, the Britisher never need make more than 17 moves in all, and may win in fewer moves if the enemy plays badly, but after playing those first nine moves it does not matter even if the Britisher makes a few bad ones, he may lose time, but cannot lose his advantage so long as he now keeps the enemy from town one, and must eventually catch him. This is a complete explanation of the puzzle. It may seem a little complex in print, but in practice the winning play will now be quite easy to the reader. Make those nine moves, and there ought to be no difficulty whatever in finding the concluding line of play. Indeed, it might almost be said that then it is difficult for the British general not to catch the enemy. It is a question of what in chess we call the opposition, and the visit by the Britisher to town one gives him the jump on the enemy, as the man in the street would say. Here is an illustrative example in which the enemy avoids capture as long as it is possible for him to do so. The Britisher's moves are above the line and the enemy's below it. Play them alternately. 24 20 19 15 11 7 3 1 2 6 10 14 18 19 20 24 13 9 13 17 21 20 24 23 19 15 19 23 24 25 27 The enemy must now go to 25 or be in either of which towns he is immediately captured. 396. A match mystery. If you form the three heaps and are therefore the second to draw. Any one of the following 13 groupings will give you a win if you play correctly, 15, 14, 1, 15, 13, 2, 15, 12, 3, 15, 11, 4, 15, 10, 5, 15, 9, 6, 15, 8, 7, 14, 13, 3, 14, 11, 5, 14, 9, 7, 13, 11, 6, 13, 10, 7, 12, 11, 7. The beautiful general solution of this problem is as follows. Express the number in every heap in powers of 2. Avoiding repetitions and remembering that to 0, 1. Then if you so leave the matches to your opponent that there is an even number of every power, you can win. And if at the start you leave the powers even, you can always continue to do so throughout the game. Take, as example, the last grouping given above 12. 11, 7, 
expressed in powers of 2 we have 12 8 4 11 8 2 1 7 4 2 1 2 2 2 2 as there are thus two of every power, you must win, say your opponent takes 7 from the 12 heap, he then leaves 5 4 1 11 8 2 1 7 4 2 1 1 2 2 3 here the powers are not all even in number, but by taking 9 from the 11 heap you immediately restore your winning position, thus 5 4 1 2 2 7 4 2 1 2 2 2 and so on to the end, this solution is quite general and applies to any number of matches and any number of heaps. A correspondent informs me that this puzzle game was first propounded by Mr. W.M.F. Miller, but when or where it was published I have not been able to ascertain. 397. The and Dice Game. The players should select the pairs 5 and 9, and 13 and 15. If the chances of winning are to be quite equal, there are 216 different ways in which the three dice may fall. They may add up 5 in 6 different ways and 9 in 25 different ways, making 31 chances out of 216 for the player who selects these numbers. Also the dice may add up 14 in 21 different ways, and 15 in 10 different ways, thus giving the other player also 31 chances in 216. 398. The Cigar Puzzle. Not a single member of the club mastered this puzzle and yet I shall show that it is so simple that the nearest child can understand its solution when it is pointed out to him. The large majority of my friends expressed their entire bewilderment. Many considered that the theoretical result, in any case, is determined by the relationship between the table and the cigars. Others, regarding it as a problem in the theory of probabilities, arrived at the conclusion that the chances are slightly in favor of the first or second player, as the case may be. One man took a table and a cigar of particular dimensions, divided the table into equal sections, and proceeded to make the two players fill up these sections so that the second player should win. But why should the first player be so accommodating, at any stage he has only to throw down a cigar obliquely across several of these sections entirely to upset Mr. Two single quote as calculations. We have to assume that each player plays the best possible, not that one accommodates the other. The theories of some other friends would be quite sound if the shape of the cigar were that of a torpedo perfectly symmetrical and planted at both ends. I will show that the first player should infallibly win, if he always plays in the best possible manner. Examine carefully the following diagram. Number 1. And all will be clear. The first player must place his first cigar on end in the exact center of the table, as indicated by the little circle. Now, whatever the second player may do throughout. The first player must always repeat it in an exactly diametrically opposite position. Thus, if the second player places a cigar at A, I put one at A, he places one at B, I put one at B, he places one at C, I put one at C, C, he places one at D, I put one at D, D, he places one at E, I put one at E, and so on until no more cigars can be placed without touching, as the cigars are supposed to be exactly alike in every respect. It is perfectly clear that for every move that the second player may choose to make, it is possible exactly to repeat it on a line drawn through the center of the table. The second player can always duplicate the first player's move, no matter where he may place a cigar, or whether he places it on end or on its side, as the cigars are all alike in every respect. One will obviously balance over the edge of the table at precisely the same point as another, of course. As each player is supposed to play in the best possible manner, it becomes a matter of theory. It is no valid objection to say that in actual practice one would not be sufficiently exact to be sure of winning. If as the first player you did not win, it would be in consequence of your not having played the best possible. 
The second diagram will serve to show why the first cigar must be placed on end. And here I will say that the first cigar that I selected from a box I was able so to stand on end. And I am allowed to assume that all the other cigars would do the same. If the first cigar were placed on its side, as at F then the second player could place the cigar as at G as near as possible. But not actually touching F now. In this position you cannot repeat his play on the opposite side. Because the two ends of the cigar are not alike. It will be seen that GG. When placed on the opposite side in the same relation to the center, intersects, or lies on top of, F whereas the cigars are not allowed to touch. You must therefore put the cigar farther away from the center, which would result in your having insufficient room between the center and the bottom left hand corner to repeat everything that the other player would do between G and the top right hand corner. Therefore the result would not be a certain win for the first player. 399. The Troublesome 8. Illustration. 41 to 8 21 to 3 5 7 71 to 2 51 to the conditions were to place a different number in each of the nine cells so that the three rows, three columns, and two diagonals should each add up 15. Probably the reader at first set himself an impossible task through reading into these conditions something which is not there a common error in puzzle solving. If I had said a different figure, instead of a different number, it would have been quite impossible with the eight placed anywhere but in a corner and it would have been equally impossible if I had said a different whole number, but a number may, of course, be fractional, and therein lies the secret of the puzzle. The arrangement shown in the figure will be found to comply exactly with the conditions, all the numbers are different, and the square adds up 15 in all the required 8 ways. 400. The Magic Strips. There are of course 6 different places between the 7 figures in which a cut may be made and the secret lies in keeping one strip intact and cutting each of the other six in a different place. After the cuts have been made there are a large number of ways in which the 13 pieces may be placed together so as to form a magic square. Here is one of them, illustration, 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 3 4 5 6 7 1 2 5 6 7 1 2 3 4 7 1 2 3 4 5 6 2 3 4 5 6 7 1 4 5 6 7 1 2 3 6 7 1 2 3 4 5 The arrangement has some rather interesting features. It will be seen that the uncut strip is at the top. But it will be found that if the bottom row of figures be placed at the top the numbers will still form a magic square. And that every successive removal from the bottom to the top carrying the uncut strip stage by stage to the bottom will produce the same result. If we imagine the numbers to be on 7 complete perpendicular strips. It will be found that these columns could also be moved in succession from left to right or from right to left, each time producing a magic square. 401. 8 Jolly Jailbirds. There are 8 ways of forming the magic square all nearly different aspects of one fundamental arrangement. Thus, if you give our first square a quarter turn you will get the second square, and as the four sides may be in turn brought to the top, there are 4 aspects. These 4 in turn reflected in a mirror produce the remaining 4 aspects. Now, of these eight arrangements only four can possibly be reached under the conditions, and only two of these four can be reached in the fewest possible moves, which is 19. These two arrangements are shown. Move the men in the following order, 5, 3, 2, 5, 7, 6, 4, 1, 5, 7, 6, 4, 1, 6, 4, 8, 3, 2, 7, and you get the first square. Move them thus, 4, 1, 2, 4, 1, 6, 7, 1, 5, 8, 1, 5, 6, 7, 5, 
6, 4, 2, 7, and you have the arrangement in the second square, in the first case every man has moved, but in the second case the man numbered 3 has never left his cell, therefore number 3 must be the obstinate prisoner, and the second square must be the required arrangement, illustration, 5774364248183561402 9 Jolly Jailbirds There is a pitfall set for the unwary in this little puzzle. At the start one man is allowed to be placed on the shoulders of another, so as to give always one empty cell to enable the prisoners to move about without any two ever being in a cell together. The two united prisoners are allowed to add their numbers together, and are, of course, permitted to remain together at the completion of the magic square but they are obviously not compelled so to remain together, provided that one of the pair on his final move does not break the condition of entering a cell already occupied. After the acute solver has noticed this point, it is for him to determine which method is the better one for the two to be together at the count or two separate. As a matter of fact, the puzzle can be solved in 17 moves if the men are to remain together, but if they separate at the end, they may actually save the move and perform the feat in 16. The trick consists in placing the man in the center on the back of one of the corner men, and then working the pair into the center before their final separation. Illustration, a B29467275315968834 Here are the moves for getting the men into one or other of the above two positions. The numbers are those of the men in the order in which they move into the cell that is for the time being vacant. The pair is shown in brackets, place 5 on 1, then, 6, 9, 8, 6. 4, 6, 2, 4, 9, 3, 4, 9, 6, 7, 6, 1, place 5 on 9, then, 4, 1, 2, 4, 6, 14, 8, 6, 1, 7, 6, 1, 14, 3, 4, 9, place 5 on 3, then, 6, 8, 2, 6, 4, 7, 8, 4, 7, 1, 6, 7, 8, 9, 4, 3, place 5 on 7, then, 4, 12, 8, 4, 6, 3, 2, 6, 3, 9, 4, 3, 12, 1, 6, 7, the first and second solutions produce diagram A, the second and third produce diagram B, there are only 16 moves in every case, having found the fewest moves, we had to consider how we were to make the burdened man do as little work as possible. It will at once be seen that as the pair have to go into the center before separating they must take half fewest two moves. The labor of the burdened man can only be reduced by adopting the other method of solution, which, however, forces us to take another move. 403. The Spanish Dungeon. 1, 2, 3, 4, 10, 9, 7, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 6, 5, 11, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 12, 15, 13, 14, 15, 13, 14, 3. This can best be solved by working backwards. That is to say, you must first catch your square, and then work back to the original position. We must first construct those squares which are found to require the least amount of readjustment of the numbers. Many of these we know cannot possibly be reached, when we have before us the most favorable possible arrangements. It then becomes a question of careful analysis to discover which position can be reached in the fewest moves, I am afraid. However, it is only after considerable study and experience that the solver is able to get such a grasp of the various areas of disturbance and methods of circulation that his judgment is of much value to him. 
The second diagram is a most favorable magic square position. It will be seen that prisoners 4, 8, 13, and 14 are left in their original cells. This position may be reached in as few as 37 moves. Here are the moves, 15, 14, 10, 6, 7, 3, 2, 7, 6, 11, 3, 2, 7, 6, 11, 10, 14, 3, 2, 11, 10, 9, 5, 1, 6, 10, 9, 5, 1, 6, 10, 9, 5, 2, 12, 15, 3. This short solution will probably surprise many readers who may not find a way under from 60 to 100 moves. The clever prisoner was number 6, who in the original illustration will be seen with his arms extended calling out the moves. He and number 10 did most of the work, each changing his cell five times. Number 12, the man with the crooked leg, was lame, and therefore fortunately had only to pass from his cell into the next one when his time came around. 404. The Siberian Dungeons, 8 5 10 11 16 13 2 3 1 12 7 14 9 4 15 6 In attempting to solve this puzzle it is clearly necessary to seek such magic squares as seem the most favorable for our purpose, and then carefully examine and try them for fewest moves. Of course it at once occurs to us that if we can adopt a square in which a certain number of men need not leave their original cells, we may save moves on the one hand, but we may obstruct our movements on the other. For example, a magic square may be formed with the 6, 7, 13, and 16 and moved, but in such case it is obvious that a solution is impossible, since cells 14 and 15 can neither be left nor entered without breaking the condition of no two men ever being in the same cell together. The following solution in 14 moves was found by Mr. G. Wotherspoon, 8, 17, 16, 21, 6, 16, 14, 8, 5, 18, 4, 14. 324, 1120, 1019, 223, 1322, 126, 15, 913. As this solution is in what I consider the theoretical minimum number of moves, I am confident that it cannot be improved upon. And on this point Mr. Wotherspoon is of the same opinion. 405. Card Magic Squares. Arrange the cards as follows for the three new squares. 3246579810432765109824357681093 aces and 110 are not used the summations of the four squares are thus 9 15 18 and 27 all different as required 406 the 18 dominoes the illustration explains itself it will be found that the pips in every column row and long diagonal add up 18 as required 407. Two new magic squares. Here are two solutions that fulfill the conditions. Illustration. Subtracting dividing 11 4 14 13 36 8 54 27 16 7 1 2 216 12 1 2 6 5 3 12 6 3 4 72 9 19 8 15 9 18 24 108 The first, by subtracting, has a constant 8, and the associated pairs all have a difference of 4. The second square, by dividing, has a constant 9, and all the associated pairs produce 3 by division. These are two remarkable and instructive squares. 408. Magic squares of 2 degrees. The following is the square that I constructed. As it stands the constant is 260. If for every number you substitute, in its allotted place, its square, then the constant will be 11.180. 
readers can write out for themselves the second degree square. Illustration, 753 41 27 250 248 30 12 58 38 24 13 63 35 17 51 129 47 54 8 28 42 64 14 18 36 57 11 23 37 25 43 55 5 32 46 54 22 40 60 10 19 33 61 15 45 31 3 49 44 26 6 56 34 20 16 62 39 21 9 59 the main key to the solution is the pretty law that if eight numbers sum to 260 and their squares to 11.180 then the same will happen in the case of the eight numbers that are complementary to 65 thus 118 23 26 31 48 56 57 260 and the sum of their squares is 11.180 Therefore 64 47 42 39 34 17 9 8 obtained by subtracting each of the above numbers from 65 will sum to 260 and their squares to 11.180. Note that in every one of the 16 smaller squares the two diagonals sum to 65. There are four columns and four rows with their complementary columns and rows. Let us pick out the numbers found in the second, first, fourth, and third rows and arrange them thus. Illustration. 1 8 28 29 42 47 51 54 27 27 30 41 48 52 53 36 26 31 44 45 49 56 45 25 32 43 46 50 55 here each column contains four consecutive numbers cyclically arranged four running in one direction and four in the other the numbers in the second fifth third and eighth columns of the square may be similarly grouped the great difficulty lies in discovering the conditions governing these groups of numbers. The pairing of the complementaries in the squares of 4 and the formation of the diagonals. But when a correct solution is shown, as above, it discloses all the more important keys to the mystery. I am inclined to think this square of 2 degrees the most elegant thing that exists in magics. I believe such a magic square cannot be constructed in the case of any order lower than 8. 409. The Baskets of Plums. As the merchant told his man to distribute the contents of one of the baskets of plums, among some children, it would not be permissible to give the complete basketful to one child, and as it was also directed that the man was to give plums to every child, so that each should receive an equal number, it would also not be allowed to select just as many children as there were plums in a basket and give each child a single plum. Consequently, if the number of plums in every basket was a prime number, then the man would be correct in saying that the proposed distribution was quite impossible. Our puzzle, therefore, resolves itself into forming a magic square with nine different prime numbers. A B761 43